Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine, oh, whatever day of the week it is right now. Um, I'm your very tired host, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me on various social media platforms, uh, being Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily, whenever I feel like posting on Tumblr and TikTok, which used to be known as Musical.ly. My username in all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at Polyglot Azarin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to a very sleepy episode of this podcast. Um, it is currently not that early in the morning. It's 923. Uh, I'm in Montreal for Langfest, as many of you or probably all of you know at this point I've been talking about it uh, a fair bit the past week and a week maybe two weeks and I'm just really really tired um, I think it's a combination of yesterday being kind of a long day to get to Montreal um, basically I don't even know what was going on exactly but the flight from Calgary to Montreal took about three hours or three hours and a bit which is normal but then once I got to Montreal it took me three hours or almost three hours to go from the airport to my hostel and the hostel is in downtown Montreal it's not super far but it just took a while like the bags took forever to come out and then there's a huge line just to buy the bus ticket right to go from like the shuttle ticket the airport shuttle that takes you to downtown then there's a huge line to get on the shuttle and then on the shuttle there's a lot of traffic as we're driving so it took like 45 minutes something like that so by the time I checked in and everything, like, it had just been such a long day. I'd woken up at 7, actually not even true, 6.30 or 6.45 Calgary time. You know, by the time I actually got to my hostel, it was already like 5, no, past 5. Must have been like 6 p.m. or something. Um, and then literally after 30, 45 minutes, I left for the first Langfest event, which was, well, not the first Langfest event, but my first Langfest event because I wasn't here on the Tuesday which is when the events technically started so my first Langfest event and then I got back at like one in the morning at the hostel um this hostel's got bunk beds which is interesting and um I just didn't even get the I didn't get the best sleep in the world at nighttime for some reason um and I was kind of tossing and turning a bit and so yeah, I woke up, you know, woke up at about 8, 8.45 this morning, 8.50 this morning, and just felt really zonked out, especially because, you know, it, Calgary and Montreal doesn't have a massive time difference, uh, just two hours, but I guess my body right now thinks it's 7.25 in the morning and not 9.25, and so, you know, the time difference plus just kind of a long travels plus not the best sleep, um, just feeling feeling quite uh, quite tired uh, this morning, but it is what it is, not a big deal. Um, I'll get through the day, I'm not like super exhausted, I will get through it, and I'm sure that tonight I'll get a much better sleep, and um, as I'm going to different talks today, as I'm going to different elements or different parts of Langfest, talking to people, I'm sure it's going to be lots of fun and it's gonna be um, a really fantastic kind of experience. I wanted to share something with you guys from the Langfest event yesterday. So yesterday, the Langfest event that I went to was just a casual hangout in a bar. And we had the whole terrace booked out. There's roughly, I don't know, must have been about 50, 60 people there, something like that. 
and you know these are all language learning enthusiasts right this is everybody everybody there is someone who you know either speaks multiple languages or who is really interested in learning languages maybe they teach languages they like these are this is a language learning crowd right this is not just 60 random individuals and everybody has you know varying amounts but let's say above average amounts of experience and practice with learning different languages and it was fascinating speaking to everyone and seeing or noticing how everybody had their own kind of perspectives their own beliefs some of their own thoughts and really everyone had kind of their own unique styles or pathways or approaches to learning another language or to becoming fluent or to acquiring another foreign language. And yet, even though everybody had very different types of approaches, it was very interesting to see that it's very interesting to see how so many people still can get to the end finish line. Right? Like I think a, a great example of this was this one guy I met, I, I don't know his name anymore, I forget, but I met a guy who was saying, you should never it's a bad idea. He's very strong about it. It's a bad idea to learn how to read a language first. You should not be doing reading and such first in a language because it kills your pronunciation, right? It, it just makes it really bad and then you have to fix all these errors later. And he was so like vehement or vehement or what's that word that, that he's so strong about it, right? He's so adamant, right? And it's funny because... Um, I've met people who love to read in languages and they that's how they that's really a big base that they have. And yes, perhaps he is right. I actually understand his point of view. I'm not disagreeing with him at all. You know, I, I understand what he's saying that if you're doing a lot of reading at first, you're probably getting various incorrect pronunciations stuck inside your brain. Like the example he gave was if you see the French word T-E-M-P-S and you've never studied French pronunciation, you don't know how it works. And you have and you speak English, you might think the word is pronounced temps, right? But it's actually funny because all those letters are silent. It's, it's just ton. So the S is silent, the P is silent, the M is silent. It just is kind of like on sound that comes after. And so I, I understand what he's saying. It, it makes a lot of sense to me, right? On the other side, though, I know that there's people that would disagree. I know there's people that like to do reading, a lot of reading. They enjoy it. It's fun for them. That's their style. That's their way. That's how they like to explore language. And so it, it was. It's, it's funny because I was having this conversation with someone yesterday or with a couple people. And one of the things that we were talking about is how the best strategy for someone is the strategy that you are actually going to do. <laughs> like... This guy's saying that, hey, you should not be doing reading first or early on in a language. Like, it should not be done that way, right? You should sing. He's a big believer of learning through singing, right? And he was saying that singing is such a good, such a fun way. Let's make everybody sing and like blah, 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 right? And it occurred to me, I was like, I would probably not do it. Like, he's he could be correct, but I wouldn't learn through singing. I just wouldn't do it. It doesn't interest me. It's not an approach I would go and try to do not my thing it's even though he might be right even if there's even if there's so much research that proves that the best way to learn how to learn how to, to learn a language is to sing because you can learn in you can learn 10 times faster and it's a hundred percent success rate and this that the other thing i would go oh that's fantastic i don't want to do that right or it's kind of like how everybody knows vegetables are good for you 
Everybody knows that. And yet, you're not going to eat vegetables you don't like, right? And some people don't even eat vegetables at all because they don't like the vegetables. It doesn't make them happy. They don't, so they choose not to do it, even though theoretically, on paper, by research, etc., it's the it's the right thing to do. And so there's something I was really thinking about yesterday as well, um, is that you have to make sure that the you know the strategy you pick is one that you're actually going to um, that you're actually going to follow through on, if that makes sense. Um, I think as well as I was speaking to different people, it was interesting to see how um, everybody, not everybody, but let's say many, many people seem to share a similar uh, one motivation that was very similar but for, for learning different languages, which is having empathy for other people and understanding and trying to put yourself in other people's, other people's shoes. That was really interesting to see because... Um, that's definitely one of my big motivations, probably one of the bigger ones, is that learning languages allows me to talk to people from different walks of life, different regions, countries, parts of the world, and allows me to, you know, speak with them and get to know them and understand their life and understand their perspective on things. And it's definitely a big kind of motivation for me as well. And so it's cool to see that there were many other people who also shared that kind of motivation for learning other languages. I think the last thing we'll say on this podcast before I go and eat some breakfast, um, because I am quite hungry, is um, all about, I guess you could say, cultural integration. What I mean by that is, you know, when you're learning a language, right, you're learning a foreign language, you're learning Korean or Japanese or Spanish or English or French or whatever it is, Mandarin. If you want, like, it's very difficult to explain this, but... You know, there's different levels of learning whatever foreign language you're trying to learn, right? You could get to a, just kind of an upper beginner. You could get to an intermediate. You can get to very fluent, right? And outside of just pure fluency, you could look at how strong are you with reading and writing. You could look at how's your accent. You could look at so many various different things, right? And everybody's got their own, you know, priorities with their languages. They've got these different, everybody has their own goals, thoughts, um, things they want, the things that matter to them, things that don't, right? Like myself, writing, writing, physically writing with my hands, like with a pencil, pen, characters in Mandarin is a lower priority for me than being able to speak, listen, and read, right? It's a lower priority. Just like reading is a lower priority than speaking and listening, right? And so that's, that's just me though, right? One of the things that I have very high, like probably the highest thing on the priority list when it comes to learning languages is cultural ad- adaptation or fitting in to, a, to the local culture, to that. If, I, if there's a country that speaks a language I'm learning, I want to be able to completely fit into that culture. I want to be so strong in the language, right, with my accent and my vocabulary and my mannerisms and, right, but not just the language, but even just how I behave, how I dress, how I act. I want to be so immersed in that language and the cultural side that you actually kind of forget that I'm not from that country. That's how strong I want to be in the language. And that's how strong I want to be in my cultural understanding in terms of unconscious behaviors, dressing, right, dress code. Like, how do you guys dress? How do you act? How do you behave in this social scenario? This, that, the other thing. It's kind of like, you know, one example I was giving is um, in the interview, which I still have not posted on the podcast. Oh my God, I just remembered. I, I did an interview with Lindy, right? Lindy Bottas, I think her last name was. Um, 
I did an interview with her, and one she, one thing she was saying about Korean, I've said this before on the podcast, I think, is that when she speaks Korean, many Koreans will go, are very confused by it, because she speaks very, very well, and they're, they're just blown away, they're like, oh my god, like, how could a foreigner speak our language like that, and it just, it's very, in her experience, it's been difficult for many Koreans she's spoken to, to, like, fully process that a foreigner is speaking Korean so well, right? And as a result, they switch to English. And it's funny because often we think that if we speak someone's language really well, it helps us to fit in. And in this case, her speaking really well in a certain way is kind of making Lindy stand out. And that's just a fascinating, fascinating thing for me. However, I will say this. I have met people, right, in various countries, various walks of life, various skin colors, various cultural, you know, various, various ethnic backgrounds, right, who I can clearly tell by their face, by their skin color, by their... I can tell that they are not from the country that I am in. Like, if I'm in China, I see a person who is clearly not Chinese. I'm in Taiwan, you are clearly not Taiwanese. I'm in, you know, India, and I see someone, you are clearly not Indian. Like, to some people, you look at them, and you're like, you are not from this country originally, right? Maybe you're born here, maybe whatever, but ethnically, your roots are not from this country. I've, met, I've seen many people like this, and yet my brain still goes, I think they're from here. And the reason that is because they dress the same way or similarly, or in a, you know, basically they dress the same way as, or in a very similar way as the local people, right? Their body language, their unconscious body language is also kind of the same. And you go, interesting, right? When they speak, they have no accent. They have no accent. They sound, they so, they sound so comfortable. You're like, uh, okay, that's kind of weird. And all of a sudden, even though the, you know, even though the initial, the initial reaction you had is, hey, they're clearly not from here. The second you observe for another half second, you're like, wait a second, are they from here? Because they've not only mastered the language elements, the accent elements, the ma- but they've also ma- mastered the mannerisms, the dress code, right? The the unconscious things that nobody usually tends to notice. And they've they've done it so well that you're like, I can, t- I, my, like, logically by your skin color, my brain is telling me that you are not from here, but everything else is telling me that you're from here, and you're like, I, th- I think they must be from here. That's what I always try to get to in a language, right? That's my goal. That's why I travel, guys. That's why I travel to different countries. That's why I do that, because it's the only way for me to be able to understand how, what are the unconscious mannerisms, what are the facial reactions they make to surprise, to anger, to etc. right? How do they act? What do they do in their free time? What kind of cultural references do they make, right? Like in China, like it's not as common to sit around in a bar, at least in Beijing, maybe in other cities, but in Beijing, it's not as common to go and sit in a bar for free time. But in Calgary, it is, right? That one thing alone has so many cultural implications, right? The fact that if you say, hey, like, let's say we're, it's 8 p.m. on a Friday, right? And I go say, hey, let's go do something. And I say that to a Canadian friend. You need to know that in their brain and in my friend's brain, unconsciously what's gone through their mind is bar, club, pub. Uh, probably those are the three, right? Bar, club, pub. Most most likely bar, club, or pub. Like Those are three kind of like, you know, your, your brain kind of naturally goes there. Now, un- unless you and that friend have other activities you've done regularly Friday at 8 p.m. But if we're generalizing bar, club, pub, that's a big part of my, where I live's culture, right? In Beijing, you say 8 p.m. on a Friday, hey, let's go do something. 
K uh, KTV or KTV? Yes, the the the, the uh, what do you call it? Um, karaoke, karaoke super common probably comes to mind, right? Or let's go to a friend's house. Like there's different things that would come to mind, and that's just one example. There's so many things, right? And so it's funny that it's it's you have to understand at least for me anyway. I have to understand those things because my actions and my words are causing unconscious judgments, both positive, negative, and neutral, on me. And I don't even know what they are unless I understand your culture, right? And so that's why I travel. It's a big reason for it. So anyway, let's wrap this up. I'm really hungry now. I'm starting to wake up a little bit more. I've been awake for roughly an hour now. So brain's starting to finally kind of wake up. Um, thank you for listening. I'm going to go grab bre- go grab breakfast. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll chat later, guys. See you.